0: so it's been a minute it's been a minute how How are you are you
1: i'm good i'm real good yeah um you know for our listeners this is that special time when um we don't have Specific responsibilities. One of my favorite parts about academia um, are the breaks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jamie and I call this pajama week because it's the week between Christmas and New Year's and we hang around in our pajamas. Um, But like, uh, it's been a while since we've released an episode, and I feel like there's so much to get caught up on. You were in
1: California for Thanksgiving. I don't know that we ever talked about that. I don't think we did. Yeah, I was in California for Thanksgiving the last time I had been there. Um, was not just pre-pandemic, but like pre-pre, like to visit my family. It, uh, you know, I had I had a plane ticket on March 2020. Didn't get on the plane. They ended up closing the airport down just right after that so even the most recently scheduled possible trip just to see my family was um two years ago like which Mm -hmm. is just so wild anyways it was great wonderful wonderful to see family well how was your thanksgiving well hold on you bopped down to disneyland right oh i did i did yeah as Uh... as you do
0: Yes, you do. You can't be in California without hitting the the big D land. Uh, My Thanksgiving. Holy moly. It feels like that was forever ago. Um, We didn't we we hosted it was just the kids and my my dad came up from Sacramento um, and it was just the five of us. It was pretty low key. Um, (laughs) Jamie. Had out of tradition. She turned on When Harry Met Sally, then got about a third of the way through the movie and realized this is not a movie that my kids should be watching. So she turned it off, um, which was hilarious. But, uh, But yeah, I mean... It was it was it was special in that we were together, but it, we didn't do anything fancy like last Thanksgiving, which was when we thought we were coming out of the pandemic. The last time uh, we went to Hawaii and like, you know, bit, did a big thing this year. It was just the five of us at my house um, and uh, and the home stretch, I I can't get into a lot of the details, but like it's been a pretty wild end of the semester here at Chico State. I'm on academic Senate. We had some pretty major issues that we needed to deal with that were like, um, emotionally exhausting. Yeah. And so, uh, that's one of the reasons we haven't had a chance to, to connect and, and record because it's just been, I mean, the end of the semester going into like the holiday season is always bonkers. It's always bananas. And then this year, especially for, for me on my campus, we had our hands full, but, um, How did your semester wind down?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it went well. Um, It it is a quick, it's like someone pushes fast forward right after Thanksgiving, fast forward, and then you're just there. So with that in mind, you know, there's lots of things you can prepare to do or prepare to expect for the month of December, but it really is pretty, um, it is a unique time um, lots of end-of-the-semester events to attend, yeah. um, and they just kind of pile on top of each other, and And you're at something, but in three other spaces, there's other events happening. That's just how it feels to me. So you have to kind of pick and choose wisely. I'm sure this is something that our listeners are very aware of, um, yeah. that end-of-semester events you know, yeah. um, but I think it went really well. I, I I felt very accomplished after this last semester. Well, that's good. Talk about yeah. that. What do you mean, accomplished? Like what's I mean, that? there are just um initiatives and things that we put into place that um, you know, feels a little bit like planting seeds. Some of them feel like you're, you know, completely restructuring. Um, this was the first time that we introduced. a a new role, which is our consent based practices coordinator. Oh, wow. You have a coordinator dedicated to that. That's amazing. Whose Responsibility is to, um, to, to discuss consent in first year acting studios to, um, attend and run intimacy workshops or consent based workshops prior for each production. um, And then to actually hire an intimacy director, if that's what's necessary. for them if they themselves are not doing it. So it's just an interesting like hey let's just do this and like f- use this to, as an opportunity to figure it out and yeah. I can just I already can see um in students just shoulders being pressed back, you know, um people just being like great. This is I'm here. I'm fully here. I'm and I'm I'm here and ready to work, which has been really awesome.
0: So here's something um And I want to hear more about what what you did post school and stuff, too. But as 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 we we dabble into the consent and and intimacy conversation, something that I've heard from colleagues, because we're really, you know, uh, we've got a education advocate uh, program member for TIE here on our campus, and we're working really hard at consent-based practices through the entire acting sequence, as well as our productions. But I have heard some um, uh, colleagues express concern that we, quote, aren't preparing our students for the real world because we are so focused on empowering their voices and in in the consent conversation. And I have colleagues express concern that that's not what the, quote, real world is like.
1: How would you respond to that? Oh, my gosh. I actually love this because I I think that um, what I have seen, what I have witnessed is this conversation about power dynamics. Whoever is expressing that they're not ready for the real world wants to keep the power dynamics as they are, right? They want the, the young actors to go into the world and and sit back and be quiet and don't speak up. And, and the reality of the situation is that the industry itself is not prepared for what is happening, what this new generation is holding space for. So or next generation, I should say. So my yeah. thing is like, no, we we absolutely are preparing them even more because we're saying, oh, you're going to encounter a lot of situations where you might not feel like your voice is being heard. Um, but if here are the multiple ways that you can and should speak up in a rehearsal space or performance space. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think it's, it's I, I don't look at it as... Um, here is the the prescribed answer to every solution, but I look at it as tools. We're handing them tools that they can use. So what's wrong with tools or right. you know, I, I think that people who don't understand what this is feel threatened by it and yep. feel um, feel like they can't do what they do, which also maybe makes sense. Maybe they shouldn't yep. do what they do, um, <laughs> right right yeah i think i think that that's part of it that's part of the um caterpillar cocoon butterfly situation like we can't make change in this industry until um like the change itself is like deep structural yeah. right so i don't I know if i answered your every... question but no you but, did yeah. you
0: did and i agree with everything that you said and um would even add to it that The industry is changing. It's slow, but like I'm, I am seeing from afar uh, the implementation of intimacy choreographers on Broadway. I am seeing. Um, I use this example a lot because it was really striking to me. But you know, somebody when they were doing the out of town tryout of the Devil Wears Prada in Chicago, I saw like a first day of rehearsal sizzle reel thing on on TikTok of like a bunch of different images from that day of rehearsal, and they had community agreements posted on the wall that they had created as a as a company. And I was like, yes, see that. I so one of the things that I try to express when I get pushed back is that I don't know that we as academics always have a handle on what the industry right now actually is. Um, And it's hard to say that in a way that's not insulting, but like, I, I do believe that, you know, one of the problems with what we do is that we were trained or Taught years ago. We had many of us had professional careers years ago. We're teaching. Many of us are teaching to what we experienced, which is not what's going on right this second. It was going on. You know, in my case, I graduated in 2000. That's almost 25 years ago. (laughs) So, um, you know, that's that's where the whole professional continued professional uh, work. I think is. extraordinarily valuable and important to what we do. I think we as instructors really as uncomfortable as it is sometimes to dust off the the old proverbial tap shoes and and walk it onto the stage in a professional uh, production. I think we really need to do it in order to continue to educate our students as to what the industry is today.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, um, and, with along that flexibility is even when you think you have it figured out, to embrace the unknown, right? Like that—that yeah. that perhaps the student is the expert in the room, right? And that's a once again comes back to the the power dynamic and and what I think makes a great teacher. Now, you do I do believe you know we've been doing a lot of boundary work, and I do, and I we want to hear everyone's um, opinions, but I also wants to rely on, um, expertise, right? Like your experience having graduated in 2000 still is so full and complete and and comes with so much as well. So it just, there's something to honoring that as well. It's like, well, here's, here is how it was. And here, here is how it could be. And also I have no idea what you're going to encounter. Not really. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what kind of bizarre Situation you might find yourself in. So, how do we well, prepare them for that?
0: Yeah, and and that's exactly going back to your your tools term. We're not we're not. I, I I try to autocorrect anytime I I talked about what we do as training because training is what you do with a dog. You say sit and the dog sits. Um, you know that's not our job as educators our job as educators is to inspire is to provide resources to provide tools so that you know life is an improvisation there is no script and so when when our students go into the world and in you know the reality of the world today that they would be graduate graduating into versus what it's going to be in 10 years after they've had i mean that's a different world right so Um, this idea of providing with tools so that they can use those tools to respond to the situations that they're in. I think that's a really important way to think about it.
1: I also think um, it's your, your old dog, new tricks, idea of, of um, keeping yourself professionally, yes, professionally um, up to speed. um, But there's also like, um, personally up to speed, like, there's this element of um and i've talked about this on this podcast like having a weekly uh a weekly therapy session has been really good to like bounce ideas off to talk talk through new strategies to cope with things that are happening in life and i think that that vulnerability that ability to kind of be flexible um it, for some reason in academia it just goes away it's like no this is it these are the walls these are the spaces we need to hold and i'm i i, I just feel like i'm seeing through all of that like it's <laughs> it's not that important we're really just human beings we we want we want to do well I'm speaking generally right. and and sometimes we have not great days and sometimes these things happen right so you're it sort of just comes back to preparing them yes with tools and also he, there's a lot of unknowns and everyone's doing their best. And like, can't we just make that in this, in community agreements, can't we make that assumption that I'm gonna walk mm-hmm. into a space and that this director is gonna do their best to make sure that that my safety is taken into account or that my um, my boundaries are being respected. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a different way to talk about it and to think about it. For sure. Yeah. So then
0: <clears throat> after you, uh... Had a great productive semester. You, what did you do? What have you been doing with yourself on this break? I mean, yeah. I, I've I, we haven't talked, but I've tracked you a little bit on Instagram. But, uh, yeah,
1: two big things. I mean, we've talked about this on the previous episode, but I have been preparing for the Musical Theater Educators Alliance um conference, which is in January. There are still spaces if we get this out posted enough um, for you to join (laughs) us. Um, that's been a, you know, kind of a big thing. The other thing is that I visited, uh, my husband, Derek, on the Norwegian Encore, which is a cruise ship. Um, he is currently in a production of Kinky Boots on board. And, um, so I went for a five day, you know, five, six day jaunt down to Miami. Um, we ended up going to, um, Ocho Rios Jamaica and to Nassau Bahamas and then a couple sea days sprinkled in there and then back to Miami um, I was able to see him perform in the show uh, twice uh, during oh, wow. during the their a typical week they would perform it four times um, so that's like its own other story but they did perform it I guess a total of three I watched two um, and then on board <laughs> as well there is a production of a show that's on in the west end right now called choir of man and um that was really fun and uh yeah it was great to visit it was great to see my husband first of all for for this period of time and um yeah and he'll be he'll be his contract is over soon so he'll be back um in philadelphia and uh it was wonderful it was great it was like kind of weird to to be saying things like Merry Christmas and um to celebrate those <laughs> events but for it for me to rub sun lotion on me already you know like SPF <laughs> 60 as this was happening um and then you get that uh that cold air when you get off of the airplane in Philadelphia and you're like oh right okay. this is this is what it is about how long it? had
0: it been since you'd seen him
1: um he left right before the semester began so um yeah. the last weekend of august yeah it's it's been a long time but um but well, also wonderful right like I, it's just, yeah. it's it's we are you know he is I, I totally recommend that anyone who has the opportunity to go out on these ships that are out there um especially doing these production shows and meeting the people he's met um i just think that it's totally worth it it's a it's a sort of stepstone stone in a in a performance career that um we often kind of push to the side but in reality right now productions of beetlejuice are going to be in rehearsal um six, oh, really footloose like there's these huge shows that are going out and and yeah. this is the this will be the third or fourth production of it and those teams come out um the original teams come out lots of the original performers um there were a few in his production of kinky boots that were in the final companies of um kinky boots on broadway Mm -hmm. or um somebody who left this production to go to the off-broadway production um so there's this it's there's a real kind of interesting connection um they make money they have food taken care of their housing is is um part of it um it is also a weird this is maybe it's another conversation but it's another it's a weird society it's like this uh maritime law like community it's very weird but very Mm -hmm. cool yeah
0: Mm -hmm. i never had the opportunity to do the cruise ship life coolidge david coolidge did and just speaks very highly of it saved a lot of money uh lived in a very fun lifestyle um and uh, I could totally see why people would want to do it. Uh, I just, I, you know, you just said though it had been since the beginning of the semester, since you had had seen your husband and, and held him, and I just, yep. you know, I don't know how you do it, man. I just don't. Yeah, don't. yeah, yeah.
1: It's it was great. Nice. It was a nice reunion. We we also have um, there is an app called WhatsApp. Not sure if you're familiar That's with sure. it, but like it's super like um being on a ship friendly. So, you know, we're able to easily text and call and video chat. And so it's not, it's not like this is the first time I've seen him in a long time, but it was, it was really great. So
0: when the contract is up, he'll head back to Philadelphia.
1: That's right. Yeah. Okay. Back to Philly. He'll, I think he'll spend some time in New York hitting the audition zone. Sure. But yeah, I mean, he's like in it to win it. He really he wants to keep going. So that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, so our break, like I said, we had a little bit of a crazy end of the semester here on Chico State's campus. And then we, uh, we went into full-fledged holiday mode. Like, yes. um, we did a, a trip to the to the Apple Hill on 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 the Monday. On Tuesday, we went on. We took the kids on the with Grammy on the on the Polar Express. Um, we had a down day on Wednesday to recover. Friday, we saw the Nutcracker. Then, you know, Christmas Eve, we 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 spent with Grandpa. And Christmas morning, we did at our house. And Christmas dinner, we did at my mom's house. So it was like. Only post-Christmas have we had a second to breathe, which is, again, why we're calling it Pajama Week. I did see Matilda last night. Have you watched Matilda yet?
1: I have not, but I've been saving it for, like, today. Like, today yeah. or tomorrow. So, yeah. but feel free to, like, talk about it. I I just, well, am, I've been waiting for this moment. I've never seen
0: it on stage, so that that is, you know, a, a disclosure that I'm sharing. Um, you know, I my understanding is it's shorter than the stage version. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um I mean, I don't know what it is about high energy kids on stage dancing their hearts out. I mean, I'll take it in whatever form I'm given it, whether it's Matilda. Annie, uh, you know, or whatever else. I just think it's so much fun. School of Rock was another one. I just remember being mesmerized by the children. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we, we enjoyed it. And, um, and now it's just about gearing up for our trip to New York and where I get to see you in person and a lot of our MTEA friends. I just, as I said that I realize they still owe you money for tickets to Anne Juliet. I will get this to you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, so Jamie's coming, which she doesn't usually do for the MTEA. Well, she sometimes has has done for the MTEA conference, that it's going to be, you know, a super duper treat. We've, we're planning on seeing Kimberly Akimbo. We're going to see Anne Juliet with you. We're seeing the last week now of Almost Famous. And then uh, I got tickets to see uh, some like a hot. I'm still considering one or two other shows. If you have any recommendations, Jamie wants to see strange loop. I've seen it. I maybe we'll see it again. I don't know.
1: Um, Yeah. But do you have an extra, I mean, are you staying for another day question? We are. We're, we're staying for
0: one extra day. Yeah. I was doing the math. Like that's a lot of shows. (laughs) That is a lot of shows. But I mean, for again, for me coming from California, I got to cram in as much as I can in a, in a, a, a short window. Um, so yeah, basically we're booked for every night we stay through Sunday and we've got the two shows on Saturday that we still have, like, those are the flex, you know, and at one point I thought one would be K-pop, RIP, uh, K-pop so that, that we didn't get to see that, but, um. You know the, the the trick for us is going to be. I made that trip last summer, so there's stuff like Strange Loop and Six. I wouldn't mind seeing Six again. I think it's so fun. Um, that Jamie hasn't seen, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I was yeah. really hoping to get tickets for Merrily, but that that didn't happen. I I wasn't able to get. Yes, tickets.
1: but of course it's coming to Broadway as they yeah yeah as they said. So Broadway in the fall. That'll be something you can do.
0: Yeah, on your next trip. Totally. Um that's
1: I I definitely am seeing uh uh Angelia with you and I'm seeing right. Kimberly Kimbo. Um but I'm I am super I'm leaving the rest of the time open because I'm like I wanna there's a part of me that wants to go to the Broadway Museum. Like when sure. might that happen? Um and then I have lots of friends that I just feel like every time I go, I fill it with so many shows that I'm like this time I'm gonna play a little bit by ear and like see what see what's gonna come of it and and would be thrilled like there i know that there's lots of new shows but would also be thrilled to like see phantom again or like i'm just sort totally. of open to like this before it closes you know um i'm open yep. to, to lots of experiences on this round and and yeah. definitely want to see Anne juliet for sure
0: yeah so um um uh, it's nice for you to be able to be close enough and and have that i i had expected when i booked the 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 duration of the trip i had expected a few more new shows that i hadn't seen that i would need to cram in and now we've got this extra day and i'm like eh, i'm not really sure what i'm going to do with it um, but uh, but totally so you know, transitioning from where we, we are and what we're looking forward to talk to me about like the new year. And I mean, not so much resolutions, but like, what are you optimistic about moving forward into the new year? Yeah. So,
1: um, I love this thought and this question, I am, uh, directing you're in town as you know, directing and choreographing you're in town. Um, and that is, it'll be the first show that I will be doing at View arts so that's like a fun thing um uh especially being in my position now I've I'm able to oversee or kind of step back and look at what production looks like and and how production is curricular um but I have yet to be like in the middle of it and I'm really looking forward to that aspect of the teaching I have to do um and then um like this is sort of not related to school but like I think discovering more things about Philadelphia. Like we it's been a year. I hit my year point at on December 1st. Wow. And um and was just like that year went by so quick. And I also feel like there's just so much that I have yet to explore here. So um those are two things that I'm I'm looking forward to. Um and then mm-hmm. as you know, y- you know, you have to line up your summer work now, if not yesterday, if not two months ago. Um, so there's some conversations I'm starting, um, or have been starting with, with working on other productions. So, um, but it's that thing where it's like, a something that people don't talk about. It's like, you you know, shows, uh, uh, theater companies announce their seasons, September, October, whatever, generally. Um, and you sort of have to like start planting seeds to get on rosters, um, my totally. experience inside of a uh, regional theater was very much that, like we were, you know, trying to attach directors and choreographers before the shows were even announced. Um, so I know that if you backdate that, you need to start getting contracts signed in August <laughs> for sure. like the following summer. So that's, there's some of that stuff as well coming. Um, yeah. I know you have um, your creative leave soon, yeah. right? Or it's now. Yeah. It's now. It's oh now. My I gosh. am officially on leave. Yep. That is yep. amazing.
0: Um, so yeah, I'm on a, a research sabbatical this uh, this spring, um, which my my project is that I'm I am with a with a colleague writing a musical. Which I've written uh, plays. I've written reviews with dialogue and whatnot, but I've never done something with original music. I'm really excited about that. I don't necessarily think of myself as a good writer, but it's a very healthy way for me to process things. I, I see it almost like a, as a meditation uh, to, to 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 go into a world like that and 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 create dialogue and whatnot. So I'm writing, um, I'm writing the script and co-writing the lyrics, and then this friend of mine is writing uh, the music, which is like a really fun thing to do. And you know, the with the with the idea that I want. I want to figure out a way for musical theater creation to be a part of my BFA program. Um, I don't know what that looks like. And one of the reasons I don't know why it looks like, I don't know what it looks like is because I've never done it. So like I'm going to go through this process and the goal is not just to have a a, a musical by the end, but have gone through that experience that I can bring back and, and use it to guide students that are interested in something similar. Um, but again, you know me, so I've already taken on more things to do. I'm I'm actually serving, speaking of summer theater, I'm actually serving as casting director for the Clinton Showboat, where I used to be the artistic director. Um, I stepped away from that two years ago uh, in the middle of covid because I wanted to be home with my kids during the summer. And and they had an artistic director that was there for the past two years. He has since stepped away. The new artistic director, he's actually not calling himself artistic director. He's the executive producer and he comes from a little bit more of a uh, a technical background and so he's really comfortable overseeing the season and and the artistic integrity of everything but he's less comfortable with casting the shows and so he reached out to make his world friends and was like do you will you cast this for me and i was like well if there is ever a semester that i could do that it would be this one because i'm on sabbatical um, and it was honestly the thing that I enjoyed most about when I was artistic director. I just loved putting all of those pieces together. So I'm casting their season and directing one of their shows. I'm directing Young Frankenstein for them in, in June. Um, and uh, so that's like, that's my spring <laughs> and and also through June. Um, so again, looking forward, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. But then I'm also, I'm really interested in... I don't know man I something that's been on my mind a lot and some of it has to do with the experience I'm having with my students but we've been talking so much about diversity and inclusion in musical theater education and I think we're doing a really good job of bringing uh you know a legacy or uh, bringing forward the history of um racist practices misogynistic practices uh non-body inclusive practices in, into the musical theater conversation, but I'm really struggling with and wrestling through and wanting more information about working with neurodivergent students, um, which I don't feel as like a huge conversation so far. Um, I, 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 I don't feel like our industry is super inclusive with regards to at least in the education part of the, the, the experience, um, I I'm, I'm very much looking to have some conversations about, uh, ways to, to empower and, 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 and lift up students who, um, uh, who are neurodivergent and, um, ways not just to educate them, but I don't know. This is hard because I, I one of the things I'm wrestling with is w- seeing, my other students not know or not feeling comfortable or, or whatever working with their classmates who are neurodivergent. Um, it's one thing to have a conversation as a class about ways that we can be anti-racist. Um, it's another thing that I'm not equipped to do yet, but to have conversations about uh, how to um, be inclusive with regards to neurodivergency. So um I had some really interesting experiences with that this this fall that I was inequipped for unequipped for, and I'm really interested in having those conversations more of those conversations moving forward. And frankly, I think we need to as a as an educator group. um, I know I'm not the only one wrestling with that. I just talked a lot. (laughs) You were looking for ill-equipped. Ill-equipped. Thank you. What did I say? In in and un. (laughs)
1: I don't know but whatever it was made me laugh because I was thinking oh how fun like you're ill-equipped to figure out the word ill-equipped um (laughs) no I I I am I'm so on board with you with this it's and I want to say that it is not just theater education or musical theater education it's actually just like education right there are people who have been studying neurodivered um neurodiverse students and and yeah, um, education and pedagogy and you know all these things and and I just don't think it's seeped into our space yet we say um we're inclusive like we are right. inclusive this is the new inclusive thing it's like okay but um but but what if someone um is is uh, not able to um read a script in the same way that you were able to read a script or it, you know what what are the, the practices best practices for those kinds of things so I love I love that journey and we've yeah. talked about having specific guests. This is something like yeah. I actually love that we're planting seeds for next semester. We really,
0: I really want to get some specialists on this podcast and 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 ask questions and share with our listeners. Um, I know there's a there's a a short presentation at the conference that is going to touch on this some too. But uh, it's definitely been something that has been on my mind a lot. Again, I had some two or three actually real challenging teaching moments um, this semester that uh, I, again, I just, I, I it's a conversation we need to have. Yeah, um, great.
1: So, okay. So what else? Yeah. No, I think it's good. I, I would say like... Um, I'm excited. I, I I know this isn't this is I'm asking this right now in this moment, but I think that we should um, not in New York, but like post conference have just another like things and thoughts that we have from the guests that we're seeing and spending time with and what that experience is like. Um, Just to put that one in the can, as they say, to be able yeah, to share, because yeah. I, I think that one of the best things about these conferences in general are the ways that we learn from each other. And then um, I always think like, oh, yeah, that knowledge just sort of stops. Like, I find myself filled and and teaching through it. But um, it would be great to just have an opportunity for us to share like that.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be awesome.
1: Are you at all nervous
0: about the flight and travel situation that's been blowing up the past couple of days? Is that you think that's going to
1: affect our conference? I mean, to some degree, I, I also have had kind of good luck so i'm knocking on all the wood i'm on (laughs) my things like you know maybe there is some sort of warning like if you are trapped intending to travel on southwest airlines maybe think twice but um yeah yeah, lots of weird things lots of weird things um i met with my urine town scenic designer and we were talking about like this this idea of how um flight like we are um at the will of these huge companies that are saying this is when it's going to happen or this this is not when it's going to happen or or, we don't have enough flight attendants or crew for your flights to happen so this whole swath of you know flights will be canceled and there's just Something about that um, and, and quality in you're in town, if you're familiar with it, is like that feeling of um, the government or big, big business making a decision about what your life is like. Ultimately, that's what it's about power. Um, right. And and yet we just sort of continue to move through life. Um, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by this conversation in particular, like how they can just say, great, it's now this and this the whole two next two weeks these flights are canceled like what What? what's going on yeah 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 um so i i'm gonna um think positively i think it's gonna be fine i think yeah um and and also we will figure it out if, if it's not yeah I mean, it is bonkers
0: to me how long it has been since we've had an in-person conference. Essentially, you know, this conference marks the end of this executive committee's term, and it's a three-year term. And the last time that we were all together was the conference that marked the beginning of that three-year term. Uh, Jamie, w- w- was she went down to San Diego with me, didn't go to the conference, but she was like pregnant with Eddie James, and he's about to start preschool. <laughs> wow that's how long it's been since we've been in person together um so i i am i'm very much looking forward uh to that and um having seen the lineup of what is to come i'm i'm just i don't know how you've you have crammed in so much great stuff i just i I can't wait i can't i can't
1: wait well you know it's the last one for me so i thought why not leave with a bang um (laughs) I, I'm excited. I'm excited because uh, I'm, I'm, I want to listen to our, to listen to our listeners, listen to that community. And yeah. I thought it was really important to um, incorporate as many presentations as possible and to, um, and to highlight the amazing work that pe that is happening all over the country and internationally in regards to this concept of Generation MT, of creating just something new we we are in the the practice of making magic right and 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 cultivating new magicians um in our spaces so uh yeah i i'm i'm super excited and we will absolutely if you're gonna ask be sleeping from um january 8th until we start school right so so lots lots of amazing things um I think this is good. I really feel like this is a great wrap up to this year to this semester. Yeah, Always good to see you. Good um see you and and I'm looking forward to like um some guests in the spring that line up with our schedules and um you know getting them out there. Yep, absolutely. All right. Yay. Best Yay. wishes. Happy New Year. Music Woo-hoo! for Carefully Taught was
0: provided by Joshua Haig. For more information, visit joshuahaigmusic.com.